So the branding goes in a circle. It's three questions. What, how, and why? Now, these three questions will are the, the, the key ingredients into creating content because you have to answer those questions. Why are you making it? What are you making it for? And how is it going to help? How is it going to be beneficial? Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 101 of the Camino Voice. Today, I speak with the founder of Chavez Creative Company. Please welcome Chris Chavez. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Camino Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Kameno Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. On this episode, I got to speak with Chris Chavez, who is the founder of Creative, uh, Chavez Creative Company, uh, and also has a YouTube channel called uh, uh, Chris Chavez Nerd News. I believe that's what it's called. Um, anyways... Chris reached out to me because uh, he was reaching out to different uh, small local podcasts in the area and connecting with them and, uh, you know, jumping on the show and doing a little bit of cross promotion. And um, so he's actually from the uh, kind of Seattle area-ish. Um, and so reached out to me and, and wanted to jump on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's uh, Let's try this. So um, we, we jumped on the podcast. Um, he has a, uh, like I said before, it's a creative company, um, but helped with, uh, video marketing, um, p- plus branding and some other marketing aspects, but really focuses on that video aspect of the of marketing. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, so I got to speak with him, had a great conversation with them. Uh, it's always fun to connect with people, um, especially people that are like outside of your area as well. So I know this is a little bit off of what we normally do, but I had a great conversation with him, uh, learned a lot, and uh, I know you guys will too. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Chris Chavez. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Kamena Voice. Today I'm speaking with the founder of Chavez Creative Company. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Chris Chavez. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Did I pronounce your name right? I didn't double check that before we jumped on. That's <laughs> okay. No, it's uh, it's Chavez. Chavez. Okay. Well, it's, I'll edit it's that okay. way. I get it that way. Tons of different ways, so it's good. It's all good. Awesome. All right. Well, sorry about that. I will try and remember that. Um, all right. <laughs> so before we get started, tell us a little bit about Chris. Yeah. So uh, I am a uh, born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I moved out to Seattle about seven, almost eight years now to uh it just it was just time to get out of you know where you're born yeah <laughs> you know you've reached that peak of some place you're like i'm done i i need to move <laughs> on to something else so yeah i moved out here to seattle to uh to do my love for video very cool nice what was it like growing up in albuquerque oh man it was <laughs> albuquerque isn't the most exciting places to be uh the food is fantastic uh, but, you know, it was it's the desert. And so I'm just completely done with the heat and I, I, I needed the rain and these things called trees. So, you know, <laughs> I'm learning this stuff as I move here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think I visited Albuquerque once in my lifetime. And when we were going through it, I don't know if it was wintertime or fall, but they had like a crazy windstorm going on. 
I just remember we had been coming from, it must have been summer, so it was a weird windstorm. And we were coming back through probably from Arizona because we would go down to Tucson. And uh, I just remember we got there and it was a lot colder than any of us were expecting. None of us had brought jackets. So we were walking through the streets, like trying to find a place to buy coats. And yeah, that's my memory. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd love to go back to visit. Um, we haven't been able to go back. Um, but it, it, I think I would really enjoy seeing it. And it's just a very unique place, I feel like. It is. Yeah, for sure. So very cool. Um, so you grew up there. Uh, where did you end up going to college? So I, it's, it's actually pretty funny. So I went to college in a place called Eastern New Mexico University, which is about an hour away from Texas. It's okay. a very, very small college. And I went there actually to do theater. So, uh, yeah, I got a theater degree. So it was it was it was a great school and it was pretty cool to have like your final being like memorize these five monologues so it was uh it was fun but theater theater was my thing i'm a huge movie buff um i in fact i have a completely uh different thing that i do for uh for work but i have a youtube channel that's all about movies okay like comic book movies and just all that fun stuff just for the fun of it nothing really exciting just for the fun of it yeah but it all started with it all started with theater yeah very cool. So when you were looking at that then, was there were you planning on going like fully into theater? Were you looking at like stage management, an actor? What were you kind of looking at there? It was acting. It was definitely acting. That that experience and that performance high that you get when you're on on stage is just there's nothing better than that. It's it's addictive. It's really addicting to be on stage performing. Yeah. Very cool. And so um was there something in your, like, through high school or middle school or anything that really kind of set you on that course that you were like, man, I really want to do this? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is actually that love for, for film. It's just storytelling. Storytelling in general is just a huge thing for me. Content creation, creating something out of nothing that led to being on stage and acting and performing. Um, it, but, yeah, it was definitely movies, just watching a slew of movies. Okay. Cool. Were there certain ones that really stood out to you that, because uh, um, I know we all watch movies differently. Um, we watch some movies that we know are trash movies, but we enjoy them. Uh, and there's some movies that you watch for the cinematography and, and things like that. Were there a, was there a certain movie that, or a few movies that really stood out to you that led you in that direction? Yeah, a few movies. Like for me, I, I'm a big fan of like really detailed and really quirky dialogue. And so if you look at uh, Good Will Hunting, for example, um, the Matt, Matt Damon and, and uh, uh, Ben Affleck wrote that movie when they were young. And so to listen just the dialogue alone and not to mention anyone that's in it, but just the dialogue is one of those things where it's like if you get a piece of material that you can resonate with, you're, you're going you're, – your performance is just going to be amplified because you believe in that material. And so yeah. it was – Good Will Hunter was one of them because of that, just that content of the, uh, the script. Okay. Nice. And was it also, I mean, since you went into like, uh, acting, was that also something you were looking at? Um, like, was that in a, a theater aspect as well? It was theater and film. Yeah, it was, it was both. Yeah. I did a lot of stage stuff back home and then, uh, a, a, a slew of short films okay. in Albuquerque. So it was, it was just both. It was just performing. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, nice. Yeah, my, uh, my, my last podcast, not the one right before this one, but a couple back, 
Um, I got to interview uh, Caitlin Kinnanen, and she was a uh, the lead actor actress on uh, Prom, which was nominated for a Tony uh, in 2019, I believe. Um, so it was, it was really fun to kind of hear her story of like, uh, you know, I grew up with her sister, and she. So I knew her as like the little sister of her older sister. Um, but then she went off at like really young, like 12, 13 to go over and start performing on Broadway and stuff like that. And so um, need to hear the whole journey of how that all happened. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So very cool. All right. So uh, you graduated college with this uh, as a theater major and, and with acting and all that. What did you where did you go from there then? Well, I wanted to figure out kind of what I want to do with theater, and I, I was doing that and trying to figure out my my journey with just life. And so it kind of led to – I had a friend that was um, putting on a startup company here in Seattle, and he needed a product manager. And I was like, you know what? I want to, I've been wanting to move. This is a perfect example, and it's in a field that I'm, I just don't know much about. I'm, I'm comfortable with technology, mm-hmm. but the, the whole product management, I'm like, sure, let's let's try it. So I moved out here and I started doing that and I, I learned a lot about um, specific ways to run projects and the processes in, in which that, that fits under. And it was just a, a really big learning experience. Okay. What Had you been to Seattle prior to this? Once actually for uh, – I was uh, at a dance in college because it was theater and dance. And so I came out here a really long time ago for uh, this dance show that we were doing. Okay. Nice. So yeah. then um, <clears throat> what what happened? You moved out here. You started working in this, this new business then. How did it go? So it was really good. Uh, the startup was great. I worked there for a couple of years. And then uh, like all startups, uh, startups have a specific lifespan. So sometimes they'll take off. Sometimes it's just, you know. It is what it is, and so the it, it was just one of those uh, startups that ran out of funds, and I, we had to cut ties, and then had to move on to something else. Um, so once that happened, I kind of stumbled upon little things of what I wanted to do, but I eventually started to come right back around into content creation. Okay, and uh, it led to what I'm doing now. Okay, nice. So you were working at that company, and then um, when that went under, did you start? Was that right when you were starting your new comp- your company you have now, or were you kind of did you go to different places, or what what happened then? I went to different places because it was um, I, I've been doing a lot of video um, freelance for a while, even back to Albuquerque. I was doing a little freelance job, filming little just little things for people. I, I never thought of diving into that for a full time career, and so I was dabbling into little things, a uh, little little. Um, contract work. Uh, I worked at Apple computers for a little bit and then it, it just, it was one of the things where their turning point was the YouTube channel that I do. So it's, it's called Chris Chavez nerd news. And it literally, like I said, it's about just comic book movies and things like that. But it was my love for figuring out how to market that and how to market the channel and, and how to best shoot the video and how to best just the creation process in that was like, okay, uh, actually, I need to be behind the camera now. And so that's when my, my mental shift started to kind of kind of evolve and change. Okay, how was that for you? Because um, that can be uh, 
I don't know if like it can kind of be difficult to kind of make that decision of understanding like no I'm better behind the scenes than I am in front. It was actually that it wasn't that big of a a, a change like a mentally change it wasn't that bad because it was I understood the 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 way it works in front of the camera but behind it it was kind of neat to kind of run your own shots you know yeah. what I mean to kind of move pieces around and figure out how things are going to work and kind of tailor them to the way that you see in your mind. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was actually a nice little, uh, like a palate cleanse, if you will. Yeah. Very cool. So, so I want to jump into that for a second for that, that YouTube channel. Um, first of all, is it still going on? It is. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Every Saturday. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Um, so when you were starting this out, uh, you know, I feel like when, uh, first of all, when did you start out your YouTube channel? So, uh, it's about two years ago I started the YouTube channel. And so it's, uh, it's just an every Saturday thing, something fun I do. And it's, 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 it's still, it's a thing that, that, like I said, spawned all of this. And so I, I have a little, it's like my little baby. I have a little soft spot for that just random silly channel. Yeah. So then you, you were mentioning that like it, it's kind of what also helped you learn more about marketing and stuff like that. Um, and obviously that's something that's massive. Like it's a, usually a big hole in many companies, especially small businesses. Um, and so when you were learning these things, what were, what were I guess, first from like a, a principle and then what are some tactical things that you had to learn and figure out for growing that YouTube channel? Well, it was... It was honestly starting out with SEO, like just figuring out how to formulate everything. I mean, it's because that whole world was new to me. And so when when an episode was recorded, it was it was really neat to kind of break it down and figure out, okay, so I have a thumbnail for this video. I have some context for it. How am I going to tailor this and market that to people where it's going to generate enough um emotional you know connection to be like this is actually looks pretty fun i want to check this out and it was dissecting all these little pieces and putting it together to give like a little preview so that you can go in and check the channel out and have fun and just laugh and learn something new for a while so it was starting with seo was the biggest thing um to get my head around as a brand new marketer if you will yeah nice and then as you continue to grow in that what are some other things that you you learned along the way to try and continue to grow that the biggest thing, and this is great because it, co- it, it it goes back to what I said earlier, it, it's storytelling. If if you're not if you're creating something, if you don't understand why you're creating it, if you're not doing a if you're not making a story about it, it's it it's not going to reach the audience that you want. You have to create something that evokes an emotional response, it, whether it be something that's going to be educational, whether it's going to be something emotional, it evokes something. It's going to tell some kind of story. Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah, that's about where it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, <clears throat> this is, uh, that, that reminded me of something. Have you looked at the, the company story brand that Donald Miller has? I have heard. Yeah. Yeah. He goes a lot into that of like how all marketing and every for marketing everything is about a story and how when you are bringing a customer in <clears throat> you are having them enter or rather you are entering into their story and i think a lot of businesses um look at a look at themselves as the the protagonist of every story of their story right. 
and we're not. As a business owner, we are supposed to be the mentor. We're the we're the Obi Wan to Luke. We're the we're those people. We're not we're not Luke because if the customer doesn't see themselves as the protagonist, then they feel like they're entering someone else's story, and that's not how people think. They want to think of themselves as the the main person. I agree completely with that. Yep. So um, that that just made me think of that because it's like it's. I think it's a really important concept that a lot of us miss. You know, it's something I was I'm guilty of. You know of thinking like, well, what does our business do and how are we important? It's like, it's not that. It's how are we helping the people that we're, we're working, that, that are our customers? Yep. It's like, have you heard of the, uh, the Branding Golden Circle? Huh, no. So the Branding Golden Circle, it's three questions. What, how, and why? Now, these three questions will, are the, the, the key ingredients into creating content because you have to answer those questions. Why are you making it? What are you making it for? And how is it going to help? How is it going to be beneficial? Okay. Because if you if you just go into creating content for the sake of having content, mm-hmm. you're going to miss the message. Your core message is going to be gone. You're not going to reach your target audience because you're just getting stuff out. You're brain dumping. You're not you're not taking the time and actually answering these questions and in, in, in calculating, formulating these questions to build the best content you possibly can. Because you have to answer the questions of your audience before they even ask it. Yeah. And it's, 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 it goes the same with branding. Branding isn't for you. It's for your audience. And the same goes for video. You're making video not for you. You're making it for them. Right. Yeah. No, I've never heard of those. I mean, I've obviously heard the questions, but not that like <laughs> each piece of content should be answering what, how, and why. Um, Correct. And uh, I, I think where I fall into – when it comes to content creation – um, and I do this also with product creation as well. Um, uh, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, so I own the I, I own Kameno Commons Marketplace, which is a marketplace here on Kameno Island. Um, we've got a bunch of different departments within it. So we've got ice cream, bakery, espresso, a gift shop, oh, wow. a juice bar. Um, and so one of the things that I struggle with is when it comes to either content or product creation. In my mind, if you create a good enough, like a great product it will grow itself through just, you know, osmosis of like meeting other, you know, growing naturally. What I'm finding is I always try and put a lot of energy into the actual co- the content or the uh, product. And then I fall apart of the marketing side. Gotcha. Do you feel like you see that or uh, see that a lot in small businesses or do you see that a lot in your field? Well, the, Honestly, the biggest thing that I see, there's two things. Um, one of them, honestly, is they people rush. They rush their content. And it's exactly like I said before. Yep. It's They're not thinking about the what, hows, and the whys. They're just – they have a time frame. They have to get these things out there while it's hot. And so it's – like I said, they're ne- totally neglecting everything that they're doing. Yep. Um, and number two, people are overthinking their social media posts. Because, I mean, everyone is always on social media. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, especially now since COVID, you know, it's, that was the way that we communicated and it's not going away. Right. But it's so easy to be wrapped up in technical jargon that, you know, it's, it's hard to discuss what your business offers. And so, you know, thinking of marketing uh, or your content like a screenplay, right? You, in the beginning, you have a setup, uh, the middle, you have the, the, uh, the conflict and then the conclusion, which is pretty much the resolution. Yeah. So just something as basic as thinking about as a movie script, you, you, I mean, you, you won't rush it because when you rush your content, I mean, what's, what's the point in creating it? Right. 
you're just putting out I see a lot is uh, for those with two mistakes. Yep. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that as well because I do think that, um, like I said, most small businesses struggle with content creation and marketing efforts in general. And so they're they're busy keeping making sure their books are up to date, that the business is running, their products are there, everything's working. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I've got to do yeah. marketing too. So they take <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes out of their day, throw something together and throw it online and then run off to the next thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, – Cool. And then on top of the YouTube channel, you also used to have a podcast, right? Yeah, I used to. Uh, this was a few years ago. So the podcast that my buddy and I used to do um, we literally was uh, – it was called The Podcast With No Name. Okay. And we covered just random topics about every different genre that we could think of just to keep the show just new every episode. Okay. <laughs> so we'll do top ten lists. We'll do – um, uh, this week in history. And so we'll just, we did a, a bunch of little fun things like that, but yeah, we, it, it, we stopped doing the channel because life got in the way. We didn't have time to kind of keep it going. And yep. so it just kind of fell to the wayside. Yeah. So. so when it comes to like podcasts and stuff, then how do you feel is the best way to, I mean, one continue to grow them. Um, but I, I guess really that is like, there still isn't great tools out there for growing podcasts stuff like that. It's a lot more of like Instagram or these other channels to lead back to the podcast. Um, w- did you guys find anything that kind of helped you like keep moving it forward and growing it? Um, what honestly kept it going was, and it goes the same back to video. It's personality. Um, that's what kind of it keeps the audience engaged. I mean, obviously you want to make sure the content, <laughs> you know, is solid. Right. Um, but if if you're not uh, showcasing that personality, it's it's people aren't going to listen to it. They're not going to listen to a monotone speaker, or right. let alone two monotone speakers. <laughs> but it was a personality, and then honestly, it was just bringing on guests mm-hmm. was such a big thing. Uh, we did a lot of video podcasts as well. We brought in some local. Uh, filmmakers at the time and just kind of highlighted what they did and just you know just talked about their movies and then just talked about movies in general and just had a fun time with it and, and that comes across perfectly to the audience when you're just being you you're showcasing your personality right so was there any um so that kind of leads me to another question then um because i think a lot of my listeners might be questioning like wait so where is chris and how did he get in touch so um how did, what was kind of your process? You were, you said you were reaching out to other small podcasts as well that were kind of yeah. localized. Um, tell me a little bit about what kind of started that. Well, it's another way to, cause with my videography business, I want to, the main thing for me is to help local businesses with their marketing needs. And with that, I wanted to try to also find local podcasters that we can connect with. That way it's not only, a thing of like, you know, me talking about what I do, my services, blah, blah, blah. But it's also uh, the other way around, too. It's like, hey, last week I was on so-and-so's podcast. Check them out. They're fantastic. It's beautiful cross um, promotion. And it's, it's just another way to communicate yeah. and to find just really interesting people to share ideas, to uh, to be like, hey, if you want to talk to a really good podcaster, let me give you this guy's information. And so it's 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 the connecting. It's I'm always trying to find connections no matter where it is, even if it's personal or professional. It's just the connection to help people out. Yeah, very cool. So with that in mind, then, what are some of the other small podcasts that you've seen in this area? Because I'd love to also kind of hear and 
hear from other ones and connect with other ones? Yeah, so there was one that I, uh, I talked to a few weeks ago. It was the Ask Valor Mastermind podcast. And uh, they have a video podcast as well. I went into their studio and we, uh, we talked about video marketing. And so they were fantastic. And it was another thing of just talking about the thing that I'm passionate about. And uh, yet again, um, I, I blasted all their stuff on social media. Be like, check them out, which is exactly what I'm going to do with you guys. And so it's just one of those things where it was just, yeah, meeting, communicating. Very cool. Um, so in the world of COVID that we're now living in or post COVID, yeah. um, how, what are some ways that you have continued to reach out, connect with people and stuff like that? Yeah, just like this. Uh, so just when it COVID started, um, it, this is the norm. Like what we're doing right now is exactly how people communicate. It yep. was always video or is audio. And so I, I, I still continue that of like, listen, I, I started this company. Um, I know COVID is we're in the, at the time, you know, we're in the middle of COVID. Let's talk about how I can help you now. And so it was it was just reaching out, to be completely honest. It was just a very simple. I know you're struggling. Uh, let's say it's a restaurant. It's like I know your restaurant's struggling right now. Here are some things I think you could do to help in the meantime until we get out of this COVID situation. Mm hmm. Very cool. And so were you just looking people up online, finding them out, connecting with them that way? Yeah, referrals, uh, looking people up, um, a lot of that. Yeah, and COVID is the reason why I started my business. Okay. Is because COVID put everyone in a rebrand, yep. if you think about it. Like, it doesn't matter how high your business is or how much money you're making. Everyone started at zero <laughs> when COVID started. Yeah. And so the importance of an introduction video, the importance of reintroducing yourself into the market is uh, as just as high then you know as it is now i mean it's 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 video is huge and it's not going anywhere it's only going to be more in demand as we go on yeah yeah so then um so then tell me about uh you decided to start this company you said because of covid kind of yeah i started it right at the beginning of covid perfect and it was <laughs> when i mentioned that yeah when i mentioned that, people were like you started a company at the beginning of a pandemic okay mm -hmm. and <laughs> it was because it is for that reason. It's to help. It's to to create some kind of service where, you know, it's affordable and I can get you the right video, the, the right quality that another big uh, Fortune 500 company could create as well. It's right. like it's 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 I wanted to help those people because it's local. I mean, for example, uh, everything local is struggling. And if I can help create a video that's going to highlight you and what you do. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a perfect time for a business like that. Yeah. So, um, was that kind of your, your not thesis, but like mission statement of like what the company starting out is just getting that initial intro video slash kind of that explanation video. Yeah. And introduction videos are kind of my focal point. I mean, obviously I do other videos, testimonials, product placements, all that stuff. But it is because of COVID that I've done a lot of introduction videos, and rightfully so. And it's 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 kind of morphed into uh, new businesses have come in here where I live in Issaquah, and I'll reach out to them and be like, hey, you know, let's let's talk about getting a video for you. And it's 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 starting that process. But introduction videos are, are huge. Yeah. So why? Um, first of all, I guess what's kind of a layout of an introduction video for people that are looking at that. So the introduction video, the, the best way is answering those questions, the what, how, and why. But you there, think about the introduction video like a resume. 
right? You want to give them enough information where they're going to uh, they're going to remember it, but they're going to also leave you with a question of like, okay, I, I really want to reach out to them and see what they're about. And so the one thing that I stress a lot with all my clients with introduction videos is the highlights, two things, your personality, mm-hmm. because that's what's driving your business, uh, and, and also a brief description of what you do. Like, why do you do what you do? Yeah. It's as simple as that. Your personality and why you do what you do. And then everything, everything else from there will just start to, to roll in. Okay. Very cool. Um, so with starting the company then, how have you... Um, you've been doing it local in Issaquah, but how have you, have you kind of expanded into the, uh, like how far North and South have you kind of expanded pretty far out yet? Yeah. For, so I, I've worked with a lot of companies, obviously yeah, here in Issaquah, but also just spread across Seattle. I've, I've talked to a lot of companies here and I've out, and I, uh, in the middle of talking with a client back in Albuquerque as well. Okay. So to kind of branch out and kind of help out, um, where I can is, is starting to, to kind of to kind of morph into that, uh, that kind of area. Okay. So then, so you guys help with the introduction video and getting that first initial handshake, um, for the business. What's kind of the, uh, like, do you guys continue on, like once you get sign on a client and you help them with the intro video, what do you kind of do past that? So there, after we do the introduction video, then we'll start diving into the meat and bones of everything product placements, we'll do testimonials, whatever the next step is in that business. So the next logical step um, that I've done recently was a product placement. Um, what the business does, you know, literally dive into what it does, what they do, what they offer. That way you get a little bit more information. And since you've already had a background or a backstory into who they are, when you see them again in that second video, you'll you'll have that connection. You're like, oh yeah, I remember that person. Yeah. Very cool. So then have you been able to like, how many people, I guess, clientele wise, do you end up just doing an intro video versus they say, no, actually that was great. Let's keep going on. Like, do you have a lot of people that continue on past that? Or is there a lot of just kind of one and done's on the intro? Uh, it's a split. It, it's, it's, it's a really weird time because like I said, because of COVID there's funds, funds are a little, cause certain people, certain businesses are slowly climbing out of it yep. while some still have, you know, their funds are a little touchy. Yeah. So we go, we go product to product base. So it's like, I'll film an introduction video for you. I know you want to know a video, but let's not rush it. Get your funds, get everything in order first. Cause your business is more important. Then let's revisit what we need to do. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's being respectful of, of what they can do and when they can do it. Okay. And are you finding that this video is something that just ends up on websites or is it something that you break apart and you also utilize it in your social medias and everything like that? Uh, it breaks it apart completely, yeah. So we can do videos, yeah, for your website, for social media accounts, uh, even specific videos of – I've had a lot of clients that, for example, Instagram. They, they know they need to do something on Instagram, but they just don't know how. Yep. So helping them to break that down and explaining what Instagram stories are, what Instagram TV is, and help them to create content for that platform or for other platforms like it. Right. Are there certain uh, either like apps, software, hardware that like you think that every small business should have and own to be able to utilize, you know, to hit a swath of these social medias? Well, a, a lot of it is, yes, having the, the normal uh, social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the ones that make sense to your business. Okay. You definitely want to be on social media. 
But what I've come across is some people want to understand, want to film their own content, mm -hmm. but the mindset of spending like a boatload of money on crazy equipment when they can utilize their phone as to start. Right. And it's that teaching opportunity that also that also kind of goes along with everything that we do. Yeah. Are there certain apps that you suggest like because I know there's there's a what is it a cap cut or something like that. There's there's like it's one of the top rated apps right now on the app store. But there's there's simple video editing apps that are out there um, or like photo editing apps. Are there certain ones that you suggest that like for your clients and stuff that you're like, hey, these are some great ones. They're like two bucks a piece pick them up and utilize them? Yeah, actually the biggest question that I get when it comes to apps, it ironically isn't video. What it is is how do I create social media posts? That's what I get a lot. And so <laughs> the best one and the easiest one is Canva. Because yep. have you ever used Canva before? Yeah, yeah, that's the web-based yeah. one, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, it's an app, it's web-based. And it's, it's, it's one of those programs that it's very user friendly and mm -hmm. it's when you show them kind of what it is and what it does, it's like, Oh, that's all you do. <laughs> so right. it's, that's what I get mostly. It's not really what editing software it's what, how can I create a, uh, an Instagram post? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, one of the things I would say I struggle with when it comes to social media. Um, I mean, there's the posts and the creation and the content creation, and that can take up, obviously that can take up a lot of time to do all of that. Um, where I find, because like what your whole company is based on that video aspect, and that seems to be where a lot of social media is going is towards that video component. Mm -hmm. The problem with video is that that takes a lot more time than a, a post where you write some, you know, copy for. So what are there tips and tricks or, or suggestions that you have for small business owners that are looking at, um, create starting video content? Um, you know, I've looked at. I look at things like TikTok or Instagram Reels where I watch yeah. a video and I'm like, that video probably took them four hours to make that 15-second video. So what's kind of your tips and tricks on that? Well, I always start with, you know, what, what do you currently have when it comes to like a device? Like are you – do you have an Apple? Do you have an Android? That way you can kind of, you know, see where they are. Mm -hmm. But let's hypothetically say uh, we're, uh, a client has an Apple, right? They're strictly Apple. Um, I always say practice and test. So just get a simple tripod for your phone and just play around with filming, playing around with where your environment is and just what will look good. And then just start practicing talking in front of the camera because being in front of the camera is a lot <laughs> of businesses' pain points because like, like, like we said before, COVID has forced everyone to be in front of the camera. Yeah. But before, they didn't have to. It wasn't really that big of a deal. And so it's, it's getting them in front of the camera, getting them comfortable. And if they can do that in their own home where it's safe, they're not afraid, they're not embarrassed, yeah. it's easier for them to practice. Right. And so I, I, uh, in all my video packages that I offer, I do on-camera coaching as well. Okay. And so I help with things that I've learned from theater and oh, I apply yeah. it to that. Yep. So like I mentally get you out of your, out of your mind, your mindset for a little bit with like tongue twisters and like. Um, warm ups, and then when you go back into it, you know you're, 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 the weight's a little lifted, and you're having fun with it. Yeah. But uh, the key is practicing. Just film, create, create, create. It doesn't matter if it makes sense because you're practicing. You're figuring it out. You'll get the processes down the more you do it. But yep. it, as long as you keep practicing it, 
um, eventually you're going to get to a point where it's going to be it's going to be nothing. It's going to be second nature. Right. Well, and that's something I found um, <clears throat> like when it comes to like podcasting and stuff like that, audio is something that we've everyone is very comfortable with in the sense of we all talk on phones. We all do. You know, we've all done that pretty often. So the initial part is a little bit like they're like, well, is it live? Is it all this stuff? And after they get per- past the first two sentences, they're completely relaxed. They're completely in the flow. And there's no yeah. nervousness. Camera is different. Even for me, like I, I, I played around with camera. I try and do like a, uh, you know, I, we do a coffee video every month where I talk about the coffee of the month. And even with that, like you still like, you're like, oh, what is my hand doing? What are my eyes doing? What is my, what does my <laughs> hair look like? You know, you're looking at all these different aspects. How do you, yeah. how do you help get people get out of that? By, by simply just starting out with a conversation. So I, I've worked with some clients where, yeah, they're stage fright. Like they're really uncomfortable for the camera. And even before we hit record, even before I set up my equipment, we sit down and we just talk about the day. We talk about what we're going to do and then just talk about normal stuff just just for a little bit, you know, just to have a conversation. Then, then when we get everything all set up, I still continue that thing of like, hey, before we hit record, let's just talk about what you're going to say. And I, I, I try to make it fun. Because if you make it fun, it's going to mentally kind of get you in that mindset of like, yeah, this really isn't that that stressful. This really isn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you're uncomfortable, you are going to talk really fast. You're not going to pay attention to what you're saying. <laughs> you're Like you said, you're going to be looking around. You're going to be fidgeting. And you're, you're, you're just going to get lost in the moment. But yep. if, you, if, if, if you can control the environment and kind of slow it down, have fun with it. It, it, it changes, it changes everything. It changes the dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. So what's kind of the future look like for your company then? Uh, well, right. So right now, uh, just working on uh, a lot of, uh, small little projects here. And, uh, the goal is to like, like every other business to grow and to just build upon my team just to get a, uh, to get more more video out there, more teaching opportunities, more uh, speaking engagements. Yeah. How, how big is your team right now? It's just me. Okay, cool. I so, was like, I figure yeah. it's just you, but I didn't know where you were at. So, Yeah, yeah, it's just me. So it's and, – and I think this is the way that a lot of companies should start is like a single person because you then understand all these other aspects so that when the time comes and you can build a team – you have this experience that you can kind of teach on and then it'll just kind of snowball from there. But yeah, right. just me right now, multiple hats. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's how most businesses start. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely feel that, uh, when it comes to uh, small business, it's really important to kind of understand your business, uh, obviously throughout the whole aspect. Um, I have probably a little bit disadvantaged in that, in the sense of, um, I purchased this company from my dad um, actually, we purchased it at the end of 2019, so right as we're rolling into COVID uh, in 2020. But um, the um, <laughs> the baking aspect of my business is obviously one that I'm probably very weak at, or the weakest at, because I'm not actually a baker. Um, we have a fantastic baker, head baker, um, but like there are aspects of the company where it's like because I didn't grow it from small to where it is now. It's like uh, technically are blind spots, but they, you know. Yeah, it's definitely something that's like, but then a lot of other aspects um, of the company. It's like, no, I, I did this, I built this, and so I know how this works. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense completely. So, um, very cool. 
Um, all right. Well, I like to end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. Uh, so the, cool. the first one is what purchase of a hundred dollars or less have you enjoyed the most in the last three months? A hundred dollars or less. Um, okay. So, uh, we got, if you ever seen those massage guns that like massage therapists yeah. use that kind of vibrate? Yeah. So my wife and I got one and it is probably the best purchase. Uh, it's, it's amazing because I, I, I work out all the time. And so it's one of those things where like after a long workout, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, you just work some muscle group out. Or if you have just a massive knot in your back, oh man, it's amazing. So it was like 60 bucks on Amazon, but it was nice. the best purchase ever. Nice. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> that's funny. I actually purchased one, um, probably a <laughs> month or two ago. Um, yes. and, uh, it's, I play a lot of soccer, uh, and I'm getting older. I'm in my thirties now. So I'm like, man, you get done with a game and you're like, Oh, and so there's certain <laughs> muscle groups that you use over and over and then they just get knotted up. And so, um, I bought one yeah. of those and it's been, yeah, I, I use it almost every night, like to try and re-break down certain issues or whatever. So exactly. That's fantastic. So very cool. All right. Pretend you have a friend coming from out of town. What would their first day look like? And in this case, it would be based on your area. Yeah. So in Seattle, uh, the first thing I would do is take them to my favorite uh, seafood place that's in downtown Seattle called Athenian. They have the best fish and chips. Uh, And side note, it's uh, um, the restaurant that was featured in Sleepies in Seattle, which is kind of a twofer. But I would take them (laughs) – Take them there, and then obviously the usual. We when someone comes into like a big city, it's like let's go look at the Space Needle. There's the Seahawks Stadium, and just show them around. Yeah. But it starts with food, man. Oh yes, yes, yeah. There's a lot of good places to eat down there for sure. Um, all right, uh, who's an interesting or fascinating person that I should interview next? Yeah, so I have I, I have a really good uh, connection. His name is Mike Talkington. Okay, and Mike Talkington owns a company called um, Talk Media. And he has a consulting agency, and he has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh, businesses. And so he's been doing uh, his business for a really long time. I don't know how many years, but he's he's been uh, he's been around. And so uh, I, Mike Talkington I, is is my choice for sure. Okay, very cool. All right, and then lastly, what piece of advice would you give your twenty year old self? Oh my gosh, my twenty year old self was horrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, honestly, I think I would just say, you know, the biggest thing is don't, I would tell myself, don't, uh, compare yourself to others mm. because when I was younger, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, you have that. Why don't I have that? And so being just comparing is such a horrible, horrible thing, and, but it's, everyone does it. Yeah. But I would tell myself, yeah, definitely stop comparing yourself to others. Yep. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast day and for reaching out to set this whole thing up. This was great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you so much. I had a great time. It was nice meeting you. Awesome. And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Chris Chavez for joining me on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other Islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode or previous episodes, you can go to CaminoCommons.com slash podcast. That's CaminoCommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.